Thermal Sound Wave, wave. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative hey. to fast food radio. We uh-huh. are here, see Truth, Kevin Lawrence. Uh-huh. We have a guest that's joining us right about now who does a lot of work in the motion picture circuit. Motion Cinema, films, and all of that stuff. The visual arts, as I like to call it. And <laughs> yeah. the theater arts as well. <laughs> the, the, it, excuse Performing arts. How about that? Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> Performing you go. arts. Just the arts. <laughs> oh, yes. The <laughs> arts in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joining us right now is, I, I don't want to mispronounce your name. Don't you dare. Uh, I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try. Is it? You is wanted it, to give her, you want her to give you a hint first? Is it? I'll let you go for it. I'll it, let you go for it. Is it Magali? There you go. Oh, now, now, right. You see, you see how he said he had to say it real low. Is it Magali? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yes, exactly. I got it. All right. All right. Very, very impressed. I, 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 you need to take a bow and now just imagine that you're doing it. That All right. Good. Now hire us. Thank you. Yeah. Hire us. Yeah. Put us in the plays. Put us in the films. Now we got it right. Come on, stop playing. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you are being brought to us by the wonderful, uh, ever so graceful Coach Ray Show. Oh, Coach yeah. Ray. Yes, yes, of course. A partner in crime. For many many years <laughs> beautiful yes 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 so tell us a little bit about yourself for those who are unfamiliar with you i'm gonna give the whole name because i wasn't gonna put pressure on you to hit you know the last name so you get get ready for this magali colleyman is my professional name as an actress magali uh, but my name as the artistic director of conchell productions is my whole married name magali colleyman christopher and um, let's see, where can we start? I'm currently on a Netflix original series called Grand Army. I play a Haitian mother. And if you watch Grand Army, you will never see me speaking much. Well, you'll see me speaking a little bit of English, but not much. Uh-huh. Um, so what are you speaking? Because I'm a Haitian mother. Um, but I was born in Brooklyn, New York. You guys from Brooklyn? I'm no? from Brooklyn. Oh, you were born yes. in Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Make man, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for you. We can still be cool, though. Sacafe, sacafe. Sacafe, mabouli. ICN, pistache. Okay. Pistache. Oh, my God, you're talking about pistache. You go, boy. Yeah, yeah hey, listen. Pistache. Shout out to my nation you know, of Haitian peoples. You know what I mean? They, they tell me a couple of words here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and um, my career has been mainly on television. I've done a lot of television work. I graduated from Yale School of Drama, and I haven't stopped since. Wow. Prestigious Um, Yale School of Drama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I figure, you know, if you're going to take that step, you should make many more steps afterwards. So I've been doing a lot of producing. That's right. Um, I really believe in the importance of the artist taking control of their journey. And as the exec, the artistic director of Conchal Productions, I'm creating a space. So right now, Conchal Productions is presenting Conchal International Film Festival, and we're all about films, film, 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 films. And um, we're presenting, we're going to be presenting short films May 21st to May 23rd by Caribbean diaspora. That means anybody who who's mom dad great grandma great grandpa came from the caribbean and moved somewhere else whether it's china canada or the u.s uh we're taking submissions from those amazing people and as well as people from the caribbean and um 
we extended our submission till next Monday, March 22nd. And if you want to find out more about it, I can give that information. I'm going to go ahead and pitch, 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 pitch. Absolutely. Um, or you can go to Film Freeway and look up Conchal International Film Festival. Or you can make your life a lot, a lot, a lot easier and go to our website, Conchal, which is C O N C H S H E L L I F F. Show International Film Festival.com. And then you can click there to get to the submission platform, which is Film Freeway. And um, when you go to our website, you will see that there's a deadline waiver on there because the deadline already passed. It was last Monday, it was this Monday. So you need to enter the deadline waiver to enter your film at this point. So you definitely have to go to our website. So let's just go straight to Conchal IIF app now, and you'll get the deadline waiver. Now, you, let's go back a little bit. You mentioned something. Mm. Uh, I believe you mentioned that in the film work you did, which is on Netflix. Grand did, Army. Grand Army. You, mm -hmm. you were not speaking English, am I correct? I played a character who came from Haiti, was living in Brooklyn, raising her children, and her first language was Haitian Creole. So uh, my character was written as someone who doesn't speak much English around her family. And all the scenes were with her kids or her grandkids, so there was no need to speak much English. But when she needed to, she did, which is what happens in the household, right? You speak the mother tongue, and then when you go out in the streets, you do what you need to survive. Have you done any other... Uh, productions where you spoke in your mother tongue or was this your first and if so how was it for you I didn't hear that can you repeat that please have you spoke at other in other productions where you spoke in your no, mother tongue my God, or was this no. your first time and how was it for this you? was my first time using my mother's language on camera I mean I've written plays because I'm a playwright I've written plays with Haitian characters speaking the language and um, this was the first time that someone gave me a script and said, we want you to play a character that speaks very little English. And it was such joy. It was such, I felt at home every time I went to set because all the, the, the young, the women who played my daughters, we would just speak in Haitian Creole. And whenever there was a character that came into our world, more often than not, they spoke Haitian Creole. So we'd speak, we'll, we'd form our little Haitian Creole speaking circle. And we, it was just so joyous, absolutely joyous and organic and beautiful. And I, I, I just get, you know, happy thinking about it. Absolutely. And with that also, you know, we mentioned where you went to, you went to Yale, you, you took mm -hmm. your course in Yale. For people that don't understand, what is the difference for, and or how, is there a difference to say from doing, just going up and getting on a camera and talking and taking drama and studying drama at the college you went to and doing stage plays than well, going on film? Yeah, it's a huge difference. And um, when you go to a conservatory, most of the training is to prepare you to perform on stage. And at the time that I went to Yale School of Drama, there was purely a 100% emphasis on theater work. But when I graduated, I uh, within months, I was cast as a recurring role on The Guiding Light, which is a soap opera wow. that was on yeah. CBS. And I it's spent huge. two years on there. And I basically learned my on-camera chops on the job thanks to them. So I'm forever grateful to CBS 
um, and to all the actors that I met and to God because, you know, that is where I learned my on-camera chops. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. We are speaking to Amagali here, Kalimang Christoph. Christopher. Oh, Christoph would be if he were, my husband was Haitian, but he's actually Saint Tomian, so it's oh, Christopher. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a bus stop. Okay. All right. Yeah, you, you know, his, he, he could have had some connection to Christoph. He just doesn't know it, you know. True. One of only Christoph's kids may have just taken a boat over to Saint Thomas and took off the R. We right, don't know. Right. 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 It happens. Yeah. Well, I, I think that they're heavy in Saint Lucia, though. Are, are heavy. They? Heavy in Saint Lucia. Shout out to really? our guy Charlemagne, the real Charlemagne. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes, we we know yeah. a producer actually, who, the real Charlemagne, who's from that Christoph branch. Um, really? he's, he's his his family's from Saint Lucia. Um, so yeah, can you introduce us? I want to talk to this person. This oh, I definitely, absolutely, absolutely. We can definitely do that. You could maybe you guys can even work together. He does a lot of uh, yes music production. He, he does, does stuff music. for Mary J. Blige and yeah, Jay Z and others. Yeah, yeah. We can definitely Beautiful. make that connection. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely love that because uh, my goal, my goal is to connect all the people of the Caribbean. Mm. You know, so that we can be, we can be. We can have different viewpoints and different languages and different customs and different cultures, but we have something in common. Yes. And it's just, just this energetic flow and it's this identity, this like, I, I see you kind of a thing. And it's not excluding, excluding the rest of our brothers and sisters from other countries, but sometimes you just need to get creative together. And I recently worked with Tanya E. Taylor. She's a director from Jamaica, and she directed one of my plays for a series that I produced online um, called the Blue Light Series, part of the Conch Shell Productions series last year, our online virtual theater presentations. And it was so much fun talking to her and working with her. Um, the characters in my piece were Haitian characters and there was some Haitian patois, a Haitian Creole and, and some French in it. And we're talking about how in the Haitian culture in some families, you know, the parents only speak French with the kids and the kids hang out with their friends and speak Creole. That's, you know, not so much in the modern family. That's something that's very deep, right? That you just it, mentioned. It goes very deep. It goes, I mean, it that was, is absolutely how, it was correct. how I grew up. You know I, what I mean? I had a friend and she used to tell me that her parents wanted her to speak French. Mm-hmm. Like when when you're doing real talk, you talk French. Mm-hmm. You don't talk, but you talk Creole. Keep that like somewhere else. But we have to talk French to be more prestigious. And I felt very, that was yeah, very that's, ironic. That's, no, that's that colonial. Well, it's cultural. <laughs> You know, it's yes. like it's like here you have you have, you know, the, the language you speak with your friends and then you have the languages you speak with your parents and they want you to speak, you know, English the way they want you to speak English. But you hang out with your boys or your girls and you do what you want to do. And then and, and back in the day before Creole was the national language, it was recognized as something that only grown ups spoke, you know, although the kids could speak it, but you didn't speak to your parents. Well, this was back in my day. You didn't speak to your parents in Creole. You had to speak to them in French because that's what you studied in school. And and that created also a um, socioeconomic difference between the, the classes. So now i don't really know what what's going on i know that they teach french and creole in schools and some schools teach english as well and spanish 
But back in the day, before the language was a national language, that was part of the culture, that you spoke French to be polite to your elders, and you spoke Creole with your boys and your girls, and and maybe with your parents if they were cool, but maybe not because you don't speak to your parents in a certain way. Mm. But everything changes with time. and. Yeah. Um, and if your parents are old school parents, which is what the parents of the characters were in my piece, then you're going to stick to old school ways. So the generation of people who came over during the Duvalier exodus were old school folks. You know, you, you know, know, something just listening to you right now is like, we're going to have to have you back to talk. You're going to have to have me back to talk. <laughs> no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Very deep to to talk about the history of Haiti. Oh my gosh! And, and wow, because there's a lot that people don't know about. I, I there's a lot I don't know about, and there's and, a lot to learn. And that's that's part of my heritage. But people, there's a lot yeah. I don't know about because of c- certain reasons and certain things that went on. And they kept a lots of hush hush. There, yeah, there's a lot of things that was kept away, and you know, and as you grow older, you're like, well, why did you do that? And it's like this. It's it's so many stories and things and but yeah we're gonna have to have don't you tell back to, don't tell your friends I used to work for the government <laughs> that was real some of the history because it's, it's extremely deep especially yeah. since you're talking about um a a nation that that raised the independence of the <laughs> Caribbean 1804 <laughs> there was a documentary yeah. on it but I think to hear from maybe you young lady is right it'll be great as well an asset. Right, because but getting getting back to you. But I can tell you, yes. if you want to approach it from more of a fiction angle, mm-hmm. you should definitely read Edwige Dantica's work. She's okay. an amazing novelist. She even wrote this collection of essays called Create Dangerously that basically is from the perspective of the American, ha- Haitian-American, and the, 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 the struggle of the artist to express the truth, truth. Right. Yeah. And and the immigrant approach to the story. Right. Because we are immigrants. I mean, I, I'm a first generation Haitian American. So my story is all based on what my mom told me. And my story is a Haitian story, but I'm not Haitian. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I really love her work. And there's some amazing nonfiction books. I mean, I personally feel like I learned a lot by going all the way back to reading about the Taino Mm. because Mm. those were the natives of the island who lived on the island of Haiti, which is what they called it, the mountainous mountainous land for like centuries. Right. See (laughs) see this is this is what I'm saying. This is why we have to have you back to you know touch shout out to the things. citadel to Edgy McKay. To, yeah, um, okay yeah, and here's another yeah. one here's another shout book to the citadel before you have me back the mm-hmm. black count yes that's gonna yes. rip you in half dumas with sarah alexander dumas story alexander dumas, yeah yeah it's, it's just gonna make you go wow yes to by what? the grace of god so he was somewhere else as, as opposed to haiti by the grace of God, he ended up being betrayed by the people he believed he were his people because his father, I mean, the, the premise of why he was fighting in the French Revolution and not the Haitian Revolution was simply because his father um, was a French nobleman. His mother was a slave and his father decided to like him. And rather than just sell him and move on, he brought him over to France with him. And so... His spirit was oriented towards righteousness, so he joined the military, right? 
and he ended up fighting for the freedom of French people who weren't noble. And what if his father had been less inclined to liking him? What if he had stayed in Haiti? Would his name be in the annals of history as a, because he was a, an amazing warrior. He was a warrior to such an extent that people wrote about how amazing, how like unbelievable the feats were that he executed in battle. And it just was the fact that he was in the wrong place, the wrong place. It could have been, you know, Alexandre Dumas, Henri Christophe. It could have been those people, or maybe he would have been killed as a young man. Who knows? You know, it's very deep history, and that's a kind of yeah. blood. That's a kind of spirit. Yeah, that came from what was once called Saint Domingue, but is now called Haiti. Right. You know. Yeah, and you you could you could sense that presence in in people. Um, you, you could sense that. Presence you definitely can. In certain in. And certain people, do, like you can feel it, it's emanating from them. Directly. Energy is real. It could also be because their parents keep telling them the story, right? I mean, certain people, maybe their parents keep telling them who they are and don't tell them to, you know, acclimate to the American story, but remember your ancestors. There's some parents who do that. Right. Um, and their kids walk around with the stories of where they come from. And that's true for many cultures that come here and decide, I'm going to keep my culture. I love this land. I love this, you know, government system. I love the opportunities. But I'm going to keep telling the stories. And we have to be grateful to those people who kept telling the stories. So ultimately, my goal is to um, encourage artists to keep telling the stories that they want to tell that Maybe it will tie in with their ancestry because they still remember the stories of their mother, their grandmother, their great grandfather told them. Or maybe it will simply be in their the, the energy of their work. They won't even know that they're speaking through the voice of their ancestors, but it just allows them to feel, you know, I can discover something. I know I'm of this ancestry, so maybe I'll, I, I'll like ask more questions of my grandmother and figure out more about who I really am and allow that to come out in my work. Because, you know, as an artist, as I, as I grew as an actor, as I grew as a writer, there, there was a sense that you had to walk away from your culture and assume this identity of just being American. But none of us are just American except for the natives. So we all have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And if we only had, you know, descendant, we were only descendants of people who kept the story going, that's great. But if you didn't and you just, you just know, for example, when I was growing up, I knew nothing about Tainos, okay? I knew nothing about that. But mm -hmm. I always felt, I cried every time. I mean, I'm not young. So I was watching those shows where the Native Americans are treated evilly, and yet the person shooting them was the good guy. And I could never understand it. I would... I could not watch those things yeah, as a young Indians. person because I felt that that was evil. And I would read books about the Native Americans and not understand why it resonated with me because I was like, but I'm not from here. Why does this, why does my spirit cry hearing this? And then I became an adult and went to the Native American uh, Museum downtown in Manhattan and discovered, wait a minute, they're a Taino in Haiti. My mom told me they were all wiped out. And I ended up reading all these books saying, nah, they weren't. They just ran away to the mountains. They said that they got wiped out. It was a lie. Most of them are inland. Columbus told a lie. 
You know, he told a lie because he couldn't control the situation. And there are so many mountains in Haiti. There are places on that island that people never go to. And even during the slavery periods, yeah, slaves would escape from the plantations and never be found. And they'll call them maroons because they ran away and they was able to stay and they, away. The maroons were in Jamaica, but in Haiti, they, were, they, they, they wouldn't even chase them. They wouldn't even chase them if they went to the mountains because it was just too treacherous. And, you know, and we and by us talking about this also, you know, when people think about the natives here, they think of natives looking just one way. But many people that are labeled black people are actually natives. So just because we're talking about, you know, the natives of Haiti, IT and other places does not mean we're definitely undermining our any of the brothers and sisters that actually are from here, too. So we love you too. Exactly. It's just knowing cultures and knowing how deep stuff go and knowing that we're still family. Exactly. And this is why art is, is so important, whether it be so film, important. whether it be writing, whether it be media, media that's not co-opted um, because there, there's a difference. And, and, and why it, it, we need more people like yourself, you know, Magalay Kalamon, um, doing her work, you know, in Grand Army through the Conch Show International Film Festival, and also in honoring women by, you know, you, you started a, a film festival for women at St. Francis College um, for indie film. Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Wow, you, you know. looked me up, didn't you? Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> we talked you know, to you a little something. You know, you <laughs> sitting know. in the car, sitting in the car, oh, the windows up, you know. tinted. Yeah, you know thank I mean? you for looking that up. Yeah, I did found that. I co-founded it with a, a professor who teaches there named Augusta Palmer. Um, and I was moved to do it because I just, I was shocked and appalled to see that the generation of people I was teaching at that time, the women were not as bold as the women were when I was in school. And I don't know whether it's a social media or anything, but I felt that they needed a platform to have a voice. And um, it was exciting founding that festival because as I said before, I love film. I'm like crazy about film. And I really feel that with the cell phone and all the different means by which to tell a story, you don't necessarily have to have tons of money, that people are feeling freer to tell their story with this digital video medium. And um, they may not feel comfortable with stage because of the confines of stage. And since everybody watches something that's either film or digital video, they're, they're thinking that way. So film festivals are a great platform for everyone but especially the younger generation to say something and um one of the things we're going to be doing at the festival is definitely having panel discussions and master classes to encourage people to find new ways to get your story out because when i first started as a filmmaker all the conversations at every film festival was, oh, limited distribution for black folks, limited distribution for stories that are not part of the mainstream. But now, thanks to all these amazing apps and all these amazing platforms, you can literally control your destiny and actually have an income as a filmmaker. And so we're inviting people who could speak to that to teach people who are still stuck in the traditional distribution modes to say, to go think outside the box you know and thank you for teaching me because i wasn't thinking because for me as an artist i always learn so much by hearing people who have walked before me mm -hmm. speak 
or reading what they did. And so that is the function of a film festival, right? Because there's always someone you can learn from. But if you don't go to those those environments, you're going to be stuck consuming what someone assumes you should consume as opposed to what people are really talking about. So um, it's going to be online. So you're not going to be face-to-face, but you can see each other because this platform, filmocracy.com, is really, you know, when they, it's called democracy, and if you really think about it, I think they're democratizing the whole film distribution medium because not only do they host film festivals, but they also allow filmmakers to to have their films available for their community of film lovers. It's a membership type organization, so you could pay a monthly membership and watch movies. Mm, so, okay, boja boom, right? Even the platform itself is a doorway to discovery for the filmmaker of the Caribbean or someone of Caribbean heritage living anywhere on the planet. Who, and, and, and we have like amazing panelists who are speaking about the silencing of the voice of black people in different societies. I mean, we think we have it bad in America, but if you speak to black artists in other countries, you'll discover, oh, maybe I don't. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I don't. Maybe I should just like calm the heck down and bring my my brothers and sisters up and work together and just affirm that there's an audience out there for all of us and feed that audience what we're doing, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And this year, the festival theme is the hero and shiro. And remember, it goes down May 21st through the 23rd. Um, you can get more information yep, yep. at conchelliff.com, and uh, you can still get in a submission if if you if you would like. You know, you just have to get that waiver in there to get in your submission to get your film in there. But it's going to be a very very great great festival, and you're going to learn some things. Which that's that's what I love about film festivals. You you always learn something through the work of the filmmakers and the artists and and everybody that's doing their thing in these uh, film festivals. So I don't think this is going to be any different. So definitely make sure you check it out. And if you cannot, you can still support and and go to conchelliff.com to um, see what's going on way after the film festival and to get in early for next year and go to filmocracy.com as well um, to check out the film festival when it does run uh, May 21st through to 23rd. And And you you can donate to support. You know, you can donate to support. And if you're totally, totally broke and you happen to have a film, uh, go when you go to our website, you'll be able to contact us and say, you know, I really want to submit my film. Please help me. I'm having a tough time with COVID-19. Please send me a fee waiver. And we will. We've been helping filmmakers because um, how can we, if the work is good and just the circumstances aren't, we're going to help you out. You know, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Definitely. Definitely. So make sure y'all check it out. And I'm on Facebook. Yes. Give everybody a social media. We're on Facebook and we've posted the information on there. So there are multiple means by which to reach out to us. So if you can't remember the website, you know how to go to Instagram and just put the word conch shell. And we're the only ones. Um, And our logo is a conch shell. Um, (laughs) It's kind of hard to miss. Um, And, um, don't uh, it's just um don't shortchange your dream don't think no one wants to see what you have to say i mean we're not going to necessarily select every film that's submitted that's the world that we live in 
But if you have faith in your genius, and I'm sure God has faith in your genius, and he helped you, or if you don't want to call God, he, if God helped you create this peace that can touch the world, um, I'm sure it's going to touch us. Have faith in yourself and move forward and have unlimited potential beliefs. Absolutely. And you know what, see truth? I believe that we will be in a film um, from Mrs. Christopher. I I believe. I I believe. (laughs) I believe she'll make it happen. Yes. Because I said sacrifice. I said sacrifice. And I believe she can fly. <laughs> oh damn, she just shot. All right, nah, nah, this is over. This is over. We out here. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, doing wonderful work as usual. Make sure you check her out in Grand Army. She's been on Blue Bloods, Law and Order, The Closer, LAX, ER. Oh, I mean, things. yeah, she she's done the work. She's put in that work, and now she's doing this wonderful film festival, Conchell International Film Fest, going down this May. So Don't what? keep it a secret, people. Tell people to come and get tickets to see our films and attend our panels and expand your horizons. Exactly. Yo, yo. Conchelliff.com is where you go for more information. Thank you so much for being on the program. We do, do appreciate you. And we, we're definitely going to have you back because there's so much more we can get into with you. Thank you. Thank you. You have a blessed night. And it was a pleasure. And of course, Rachel, once again, has introduced me to some amazing people. Yes, yes. And we'll make that connection to Mr. Christoph, producer Charlemagne yes. also. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Definitely. Yes, yes. All right. You have a great, wonderful uh, night, evening, afternoon, and so forth, depending on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how you travel. You know, okay. eat some Gilam. Yes. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye bye. Peace. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural yeah. alternative to fast food radio. Thermal Sound Waves.